0: Your home with us today. Hey Amen. Isn't it good to see you? We want to wish Brother Lonnie a special happy birthday today. And congratulations, uh, uh, graduating uh, college yesterday, university, uh, a bachelor's degree, I believe. Very, very impressive. Brother Lonnie, congratulations. Amen. We're celebrating with you. Glad to see you. Glad that you could be with us today. Amen. I find it such a great, great honor to be able to speak to this congregation full of wonderful mothers. Today is Mother's Day. Moms, we salute you. Ephesians tells us, children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. It also says this, it says, honor, would you say honor? honor, your father and your mother, which is the first commandment with a promise, Paul said, so that it may go well with you. It's not about just the honor for them, you need to be right too, you, you need to have a good life, and it says, so that you may enjoy a long life on the earth, because we've all been at that point, all the parents have been at that point Where our parents, or where our children don't show us honor. Amen. It's a good time. Amen. Come on. Are you glad? Are all the mothers glad to be a mother today? You know what I'm talking about. Amen. I considered, I, can, I had a long, very, very long week this week, over 70 hours probably, and I considered that to be tough until I got home and spent the day with my two children yesterday, and uh, that time didn't compare to, uh, to all that wonderful, wonderful time that my uh, amazing wife put in and, and that all the moms put in to be a great mom. Can I get an amen from the men? I've seen it firsthand and I honor my wife today, who is on her way, I hope. And all mothers, as uh, KD told us, you are the real MVP. Amen. You're the real MVP today. I'm also very honored uh, to have my mom in service today with us. A tremendous, tremendous honor. She has affected my life more than she will ever know, and I uh, give you honor today, Mom, and it's good to have my stepfather with us today, Jim, good to have you with us. I give you honor today, too. Over the past few years, I have grown and I have learned to appreciate even more what it means to be a mom, not that I'm a mom, but I have seen the effect that a child has on a woman and the... The change, you know, Alex uh, pointed out to us, uh, she was looking at pictures of just a few years ago, and she said, you guys look so much younger. <laughs> I was like, it was just like two years ago, Alex, I mean, gosh. But not just the, 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 the change, the, the attitude, the mentality, the, 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 per, the, the personality changes who you are when you become a mother. And and I'm not necessarily just speaking to mothers today. I believe that God has given me a word to understand how we all can take those characteristics of a mom and implement them into our lives. In, in times of conversation between my mom and I, With parenthood on the horizon, this was before Ethan was born, and my mind raced with many, many questions just because of the the childhood that I had and the choices I knew that she had to make. Many, 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 many choices for uh, my life with dealing with deformities and and reconstructive surgeries and everything. There was differences running through my mind and questions. And while I saw answers in efforts to make the right choices for my own children, there were times when she didn't have the answer. Is there any moms been there before? I got one. But she said this. She said, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. And I have reflected quite a bit over the past three years or so on who I am because of the choices that she made. And that's that's what I would like to speak to you about today, the choices of a mother. The choices of a mother. In my experience of being a youth pastor, I have seen the direct impact the choices of a mother have in the life of a child. And in my studying throughout the word of God preparing for this message, I have found that there are three particular choices that godly mothers make in their lives and in the lives of their children. And the Number one is the choice to trust. The choice to trust. Number two is the choice to give. And number three is the choice to love. I'm going to go to my text in the book of Exodus chapter 2. You can remain seated. They will have the scriptures on the screens if you do not have your Bible with you. We're going to Exodus chapter 2. Verse 1, it says this, I'm going to be reading uh, from the uh, New, uh, New Living Translation. It says, about this time a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. Would you say special? It is important to understand what she saw. There was an inclination there already. This wasn't her first child. She knew there was something that set this baby apart. And she kept him hidden for three months. I can only imagine trying to keep a one, two, uh, three month old all that time hidden. I can't imagine. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made a papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch, she put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. And the baby's sister, thank God for sisters. Love you, sis. I honor you today. The baby's sister then stood at a distance watching to see what would happen to him. As a father, I have seen firsthand how the choice of trust plays a role in the life of a mother. For years, my wife and I were hesitant on having children. For years, we've been married 16 years this August. For years, 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 multiple years, we, we, we did not trust that... It was going to be okay when we had a child. Because of reports, we trusted on on some level that told us that there would be a 50% chance that my son or, or my child would have a deformity. But through prayer and through time, through time, through time, we chose to trust in God. You say, oh, brother Bucky, you just didn't wake up that morning, you know, when you got married. And you're like, I'm trusting. No, it didn't happen that way, and I don't expect it for you to happen that way. There's a reason that the Bible tells us that His compassions renew every single morning. <laughs> you know why? Because He knows we mess up every single night. Our trust isn't there every single day. But it, look at look at me for a second. At the, at the scripture we just read, a three-month-old child, a three-month-old child unable to be hidden any longer. I can only imagine the battle in the mind of a mother who has come to grip with the idea of putting her son in a basket that she made and then putting it into a river. Think about that for one second. I mean, my son is almost three years old now and my wife won't let him take a bath by himself. We've got to keep the door open, or I have to sit beside the tub, and it's you know six inches of water, or eight inches of water, or whatever. Think about the choice that this mom had to make to trust that this was going to work out. Understand the amount of trust in God for her to be completely okay with this decision, This challenged who I wanted to be, not only as a parent, but as a follower of Christ, to have this level of trust, the same level of trust that Abraham had with Isaac. And today I want you to know that the choice to trust God will only come by walking with God. The choice to trust God will only come by walking with God. The choice to trust God will not come easy. It will not come easy. It will cost you something. It will not be easy. But the choice to trust will change your life. It will change the lives of your children. When you trust God, hear this today. I feel led to tell someone, when you trust God, you can trust your choices. When you trust God, you don't have to worry about taking this step. You don't have to worry about speaking this into the lives of your children or speaking this to someone you're working with. When you trust God, you can live without fear. Would you tell your neighbor that? When you trust God, you can live without fear. You can live without worry. You can live with hope. And most importantly, when you trust God, you can live with expectation. You can live with expectation. Amen? When you trust God, you can give. You can give of yourself. You can give of your time. You can give of your children. As Jochebed did. We understand. I can't imagine that this was Jochebed's first idea of how to not have her son be killed. I can't imagine. Oh, hey, honey, um, you know what I was thinking? Let's just put him in a basket and float him down the river. How, how do you get to that point as, as, a, as a parent here today? I have to think that she considered every single option. I don't know what those options would have been. I, I consider maybe trying to escape from the bondage that they were in as, as, as Hebrew. But ultimately she had to come to grips and she had to trust God. She had to trust God in every situation. It is also evident to me now of the level of trust that Jochebed had in God that this plan was going to work. It wasn't, okay, God, I'm going to trust you, but I don't know what's going to happen. No parent acts like that. We want an expected outcome. Can I get an amen from the parents in here? Yes, that's why we prepare our children. We send them with, with food because we don't say, okay, you're going to make it. God will provide. No, that's not the way a parent acts. That's not the way God wants us to act. He wants us to prepare. So, my level of, of, of understanding of this situation let me know that she trusted so much in God that she knew God was going to take care of it. And I believe that she had an idea of what was going to happen, which is why she had his sister on the banks. Watching right there when the, the uh, Pharaoh's daughter was there to come down to the river. But God gave her instruction, I believe. Not only did she make the basket, she had the wherewithal to make it waterproof. And she involved her daughter in the plan. Parents, if, if, if I know anything now is how excited my son can get when my, when my daughter... Opens her eyes. You know, it's a thrill. I I can't imagine, you know, how Miriam just stood silently on the bank and just stood there and just like, okay, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is a child we're talking about. So, do you understand the level of trust that this mom had to speak with and had to talk with and had to have a confidence for her children to know? For her children to know. For her children to know and fully believe and fully buy in, she had to speak with confidence. She had to speak fully trusting in God, saying, Miriam, this is what is going to happen. And I fully believe that this little baby is going to be fine. Parents, speak into the lives of your children. Confidence. Knowing that God is in control, what your situation is may not be the final result, but you can speak life. You can speak life in a time of death, in a time of murder, in a time of loss, because we know that God is in it, and we trust Him. There is no doubt in my mind that Jochebed completely fully trusted in the Lord and this put her into a situation to give so we've got to understand that trusting in the Lord is not the final result he still asked more of us he still wants us to give but it will still be our choice as you recall the scripture says that this lady this woman Jochebed knew that the ch- child was special I would say that's a mother's instinct. A lot of people would say that. But I would say that's the prayer of a mother. It's the walking with God. It's the talking with God. It's the understanding of knowing who your children are. Come on, parents. Are you with me today? It's knowing who your who your children are. Knowing what God has for them. And if this is all new to you, I am thankful that I can tell you this. I'm not a seasoned parent. I've been one for about three years, but I still believe that God wants me to speak into the life of my children. I still believe that God wants me to know what's going to come against my children. Come on. God is calling us today like he did back then to be the void, or not the void, the bridge, the void, to bridge the gap for our children today. To give of ourself. To give of our time. Abraham Lincoln said this. He said, I remember my mother's prayers and they have always followed me. They have clung to me all my life. Mothers, 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 don't you dare stop praying for your children. Don't you dare stop giving up your time for praying for your children. It will cling to us. It will cling to us. Don't Stop praying for them, even if they're not home anymore. Even if they have kids of their own. Don't stop praying for them. Don't stop leading them in prayer. Don't stop leading them in worship. Be their parents. Jochebed trusted God and prepared her son for a path that would take him on and give him to the Lord. In verse 5, if you can pull the scripture up, it says this in Exodus 2. That soon, Pharaoh's daughter came down to the river and her attendants walked along the riverbank. And when the princess saw the basket among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it for her. And when the princess opened it, she saw a baby. The little boy was crying and she felt sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. Then the baby's sister approached, the timing that the mother spent saying, here's when you need to go. Speak into the lives. Tell your children what to do. Crickets. Don't be afraid to tell your children what to do and what to expect because you fully trust in God. Can I get an amen from the entire congregation? Verse number 8 says, yes. The princess replied, so the girl went and called the baby's mother. Jochebed, take this baby and nurse him for me. The princess told the baby's mother, I will pay you for your help. You ever heard the saying, give and it will come back to you? Verse 10 says, later when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to the Pharaoh's daughter who adopted him as her own son. Pharaoh's daughter adopted a Hebrew as her own son. Pharaoh's daughter adopted a Hebrew as her own son. The princess named him Moses, for she explained, I lifted him out of the water. That's what Moses means. I believe that most of us would agree that the characters of importance in this story generally we we have come to read are are generally Jochebed and Moses. But can can I say this, consider this, if the daughter of Pharaoh had the same spirit of her father, it is likely that basket would have just been turned over and that baby would have drowned. And the life of Moses would have never been heard and never been affected by millions of people would have never had the effect from his leadership and from the experience that God led them to because of Moses. But she made a choice. The daughter of Pharaoh made a choice in spite of her father's commands. So in the house of Pharaoh, if you would Look at this with me, where commands of murder are given. Commands of murder are given. False idol worship is happening, and other things far from God are being done in this house. This daughter is used by Jesus to save a child that he will use to save his kingdom, to reach his kingdom, to save souls understand that with me today. It wasn't just a coincidence that she, the daughter of Pharaoh, made this choice. It wasn't just happenstance that she, the daughter of Pharaoh, went down to the river at the time Moses came by. It was because of the choice of a mother. Because the mother trusted in God. The mother gave her son to God and knew what was going to happen because she knew who God was. I fully believe it was because of Jochebed's prayer and her faith in God that she knew that he would preserve her son. She knew he was special. She committed him to the service of the Lord when she set him on that river. Probably far, even before that, she committed into the service of the Lord. And it was the love she had for her child, and even more so the love she had for the Lord, that changed Pharaoh's daughter's heart. You see, I understand how when I raise my voice, my son raises his voice. I love that my interests. Are his interests. I love that. That is, I love it. Like there's nothing greater than I love other than my wife and Jesus. That he loves what I love. Right? So it's hard for me to understand how this daughter of Pharaoh couldn't have the same mentality of her father. Couldn't have, you know, well, if dad said this, then, you know, these Hebrews must be bad. What changed her mind? What allowed What allowed this? The prayers of a mother. The choices of a mother. Mothers, never, never, never underestimate the power that your love will have on someone else's life. Understand that, yes, your love for your children will change and impact their lives forever. But hear me today when I say, your love for your children and for your God That works in part with trusting God and giving to God can change people that you didn't even know you were going to come in contact with or your children are going to come in contact with. Your love, because of your choice to trust and your choice to give and your choice to love God, is going to change the world It's going to change the world because you've instilled that into your children. You've instilled that into your family. And they can go. And never underestimate that those choices can put your children into a position to prosper. Into a position to reap something that you would have never reaped to have things that you would have never had because you were willing to make that choice. I'm closing today, Brother Lucas, if you'd like to come. You see, I can recall numerous times my parents telling me the story of doctors walking into the room hours, just hours after my arrival And telling my parents, don't get your hopes up. You probably won't make it through the night. And upon hearing that news, I know that my parents began to trust God. And you can trust God. I don't know if you can or not. Can you trust God and still have doubt and still have fear? I believe you can. Because you have two natures. You have a spiritual nature, you have a human nature. And while your human nature, I'm sure they had doubt, because I've had the conversation with her. I'm sure there was times of worry. I'm sure there was times of fear. But ultimately, the choice to trust in God, the spiritual nature, took precedence. And it was their choice to not rely... On the word and the reports of the doctors it was their choice to call their pastor it was their choice that they said Lord if you're going to take him we give him to you but if you're going to use him we give him right back to you use him for your glory we give him to you we dedicate to you and our pastor came in lifted me in his arms and said those exact words and hey I made it past the night. But in all the years of discussing that scenario, never once did my parents say, we're not sure what happened. You just kind of hang on, hang on. That didn't happen. They knew it was God. They knew it was the prayer. They knew it was their choice to trust God. They knew it was their choice to give me to Him. And they knew, most importantly, that they loved God with every fiber of their being. And they knew it was going to work out. And today, I've had the opportunity to share my life. And some of the worst worst parts of my life. Some of the worst struggles of my life ever. On a pretty, pretty large stage. And almost every day I get messages coming into my inbox of random strangers saying thank you. Thank you for being positive. Thank you for your strength. Thank you for not giving up. And I can stand here today and I can minister this word and and I can live as a follower and a disciple of Christ simply because of the foundation of what my parents laid for me. To trust God. To give to God. And to love God. Am I perfect? Woo! Not even close. Never a day. But perfection is not what God wants. If we could be perfect, there would be no reason for him to come back. There would be no reason for him to give his life. Hear that today. Hear that today. Jesus does not want you to be perfect. He wants you to strive to be perfect. He wants you to strive after him. But he knows that you can't be perfect. Stop trying to be perfect. And furthermore, there is no person on this earth that wants someone, that wants a relationship with someone who is perfect, because we know that's unattainable. Don't try and be perfect. Don't try and be perfect. You can still be imperfect and trust God. You can still make wrong decisions and trust God. can still break, tr- break promises you can still break promises and trust God God wants you to know that when you trust Him you have security in your choices there is blessing in your choices when you give to Him and there is love and grace and mercy for you and your children and their children and your children's children's children and your entire lineage if you would just trust God and give God and love God. First John chapter 4, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. It says, We have come to know In the Amplified Version, it adds this. By personal observation and experience, and have believed with deep, consistent faith the love which God has for us. Are you with me still? And the one who abides in love abides in God. And God abides continually in Him. Verse 17 says, in this union and fellowship with him, love is completed and perfected with us so that we may have, one of my favorite words, confidence. Would you say that word confidence? Would you stand to your feet and say confidence? Would you lift your hands and say, I can't have Confidence. It says, confidence in the day of judgment with assurance and boldness to face Him, the one, because as He is, so are we in this world. Verse 18, it says, there is no fear in love dread does not exist, but perfect, complete, I like this at the Amplified Ads. it says full grown. Parents, guess what? When you have a kid, that check, check box gets checked. You are fully grown. No matter how old you are, you have arrived. The Word says, there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist, but perfect, complete, full-grown love drives out fear. It says this, because fear involves the expectation of divine punishment. So the one who is afraid of God's judgment is not perfected in love and has not grown into the sufficient understandings of God's love. You see, that's why I don't believe this message is just for parents today. I believe it is for every single person here. And today, God is calling us to trust Him. He's calling us to give Him the things that we've held back because of fear. He's calling us to love Him unequivocally with a full grown love, a complete love. Because love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind and thoughtful and is not jealous or envious. Love does not brag. It is not proud or arrogant. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not provoked. It does not take into account a wrong endured. Love bears all things. Regardless of what comes, Amplified adds, Love bears all things regardless of what comes, believes all things, looking for the best in each one, and hopes in all things, remaining steadfast, remaining steadfast in difficult times, and it endures all things without weakening. Would you say these three words? Love never fails. Would you come to this altar today as a congregation and recommit yourself to the choices that you are going to make for your life, for the lives of your children today? Would you lift your hands and say, God, I'm going to trust in you like I've never trusted in you before. God, I'm going to give of myself, God, like I've never given to you before. God, every single part of me, Lord God, wants to be who you want me to be. So, God, I'm going to love you. Lord."